Hi, this is Dorothy from Old Firehouse School bringing you Fireside Chats on the Young Mind. Today we have Alex Dutton, the program director in Lafayette, and Michelle Bailey, one of our twos teachers. And today we're going to talk about math. What's the big idea about math? So let's start with you, Alex. Why is math even important? Our world is becoming more increasingly aware of the importance of math. For example, with the addition of STEM in elementary school, and STEM stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. So that's kind of one of those big buzzwords. Math is just becoming more important. And the problem is that many of us grew up and we learned math in a way that maybe didn't work for all of our brains. And so there's this great quote from the Atlantic Monthly from 2014 that says, 12 years of compulsory education in mathematics leaves us with a populace that is proud to announce they cannot balance their checkbook when they would never share that they were illiterate. And what we were doing and the way we're doing it results in an enormous sector of the population that hates math. I really want to help shift that thinking for all of our children because math is really important and math is actually really fun and we just have to think differently about how we teach it and how we approach it. I was hate to tell you this, but I hated math. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do and a lot of people are very comfortable. I was really happy when I discovered Michelle liked math oh, because there's not very many of us in preschools that enjoy math. I found growing up that not being able to do math well brought a lot of shame. Right. So how do you keep children from having that feeling? I think, again, starting with them at young ages where children can like math can help them to feel okay with the idea of growing up and being able to look at math as a problem to solve instead of being something that seems very intimidating. It's a different mindset of looking at things. You know, while we encourage reading and literacy a lot, we don't do the same with math all the time. So it's easier for children to just go, oh, I hate math. I don't like math. It's too hard. We just need to help shift that because children are not born hating math. Like when children are working with us in preschool, number and how they work with math is really something that's fun for a lot of them. I think that this makes me think of growth mindset because when we were in school, we had this fixed mindset of I'm good at this subject, but not this other subject. And I think that happened for a lot of people with math. They were like, I'm not a math person. I'm not good at it. And so they didn't proceed with it. And so I think that encouraging math and having kids be mathematically minded mm-hmm. helps to feed into that growth mindset that while people have certain talents in certain areas and are naturally talented, there's still knowledge to be gained from working hard, solving equations, you know, trying and failing and then reaching a solution later. Right. So what does math look like in preschool? I think that when people think about math especially in early childhood, they think of learning the numbers, learning the order. But, you know, math covers an array of concepts that's not just the rote memorization of numbers. So we're going to talk about three big ideas in mathematics. First, we're going to talk about sets, then number sense, and counting. Sets is the idea that children and adults want to create order in the world. And so they will first organize things, usually by color, when they're very young. And we see this in children even under the age of two, where my two-year-old, my not yet two-year-old at 20 months, once separated all of his blocks by color because it just made more sense. And so sets is actually the first way that we are seeing the world mathematically. We're organizing things in a mathematical way. And if any of you are listening to Marie Kondo or watching her show right now, that's what she's doing. She's encouraging you to work on things through sets. Okay, the second big idea was on number sense. Would one of you explain that? 
So number sense is exactly what it sounds like, a sense of numbers, the way that people interpret quantities or just have an idea that things are quantifiable. So through number sense, you'd be able to very quickly understand the idea of more and less. Even before a child can count, they can understand that 10 is a lot bigger than 2, or that 5 even is bigger than 2. This is where subitizing comes in, and subitizing is the idea that children or adults, you can see an amount without having to count it. So if you imagine a die, and you see the pattern of four dots, you don't have to count four dots to know that's four. You don't have to count the two dots to know it's two. As children are growing up, they're going to be developing that sense to be able to subitize and be able to see number. So the third big idea is counting. That sounds pretty simple to everybody, guys. So what do you have to say about that? Counting is, um, yes, being able to do the one, two, three, four, five, six, like the rote counting, which is a memorization. But it's more than that. It's also having the idea of one-to-one correspondence. Uh, when my son was learning how to count and learning how to speak, he was saying seven and 11 as leben, and it would get him stuck in this endless loop where he would say one, two, three, four, five, six, eleven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> so it was a good example of how he was getting into the memorization and he could recite it, but didn't necessarily have a sense that seven and eleven are different numbers on this scale and he needed to move past it mm-hmm. onto larger numbers. Right. One-to-one correspondence is an important milestone that children reach after they have learned the numbers and move past rote memorization. And one-to-one correspondence is just this simple idea that one equals one. So when you're counting five objects on a table, a child might count to ten because they know how to do that and they're very proud of it. But that means they've counted one object three times and another object four times. So they don't have one-to-one correspondence yet if they're doing that. Right. And having one-to-one correspondence clearly is an important thing. And most children will get a a pretty decent understanding of one-to-one correspondence uh, by the time they're four and five years old. At our school, what we try to emphasize is how important it is to touch an object while you're counting it. We just call it touch counting. But that way it helps the child see that they've counted this item already instead of accidentally counting something twice. So the things to think about in terms of preschool math are the development of ideas of sets, number sense, and counting. Now that we know those big ideas, let's move into the activities that you do with preschoolers to help develop those skills. Math is everywhere in our world, and it's really easy to mathematize your day. As someone who grew up really liking math when I was young, I had an architect for a father, so math was just a language we spoke at home. What I do a lot with my kids is just find ways to turn math into a discussion or a game that we're having at dinner time or counting how many steps to get up the stairs, um, seeing how long it takes for us to tie our shoes, that kind of a thing. That's introducing the idea of number and counting in the children's lives. And mathematizing can be something as simple as, oh, will you please pick up those three crayons? Will you please help me put away the four cups? And helping children see that math and number are everywhere. I like that you mentioned the language of math because that was one strategy I use in my classroom is just to use mathematical language, even if it doesn't seem developmentally appropriate even, but to just name things like, oh, you built a pyramid with those magnetiles and like, oh, I see that you both want to use this Play-Doh. Let's divide it in half. Mm-hmm. And then they're seeing, you know, these context, you know, these, these terms in context 
And so eventually when they get to geometry, they are familiar with two-dimensional and three-dimensional shapes because they've been hearing them. Yeah, well, that's a great idea. Again, it's not that you have to bring out a bunch of special manipulatives or buy the board game. A lot of it is just being aware of the many ways you can create mathematical opportunities throughout the day. One of the things that we do at dinner time often is I'll, I'll just play a math game as we're eating dinner of, and I might have three carrots on my plate and say, okay, if I eat two carrots, how many do I have left? Simple things like that will be enough to help children see that math is playful. And that's another big key. This is another reason why a lot of people don't like math is because it was a lot about testing and a lot about being right and getting the right answer. Of course, that can be a big part of math, but we can shift a little bit to making it playful and making it fun so that children don't get so stressed out about whether or not they got the right answer, but that it can be a fun activity the same way that you do a lot of other things in your in your household. So what are some other ideas that parents can use at home? Well, in the in the classroom, you know, we do a lot of observational counting and categorizing. So especially at mealtime, like, oh, you have three carrot sticks. Oh, now you've eaten one. How many do you have left? Mm -hmm. Or even getting ready for mealtime, setting a table is a really good exercise in one-to-one correspondence because each person needs one placemat, one plate, one fork, one cup. And asking even beforehand, wait, there's five of us for dinner. So how many of us need a plate? Doing laundry is another great way to help kids with the sorting aspect of making piles of the t-shirts versus the shorts and the pants or the dresses and all of that. So again, that's just building math into your day. One of my favorite quotes that I've heard recently, and it was from the owner of a STEM preschool, she said, we're training kids for jobs that don't exist yet. And I think that speaks to the importance of having a mathematical mindset and the ability to be innovative and inquisitive. And it's our role as teachers and and parents to teach kids how to learn, not just hand them facts. So at Old Firehouse School for the last two or three years, we've really zoomed in on math and preschool children just because of that. We don't know what the future holds for the children, but we know it's going to hold professions and jobs in which math is going to be an essential part of their existence. We'll leave you with this image. So one day, one of my three-year-olds was walking out of the school with his mom and said, Mom, am I going to be five after I'm three? She said, no, you have to be four first. He's like, oh, can't I just skip four? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Fireside Chats. Thank you, Alex and Michelle. And bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to us. Bye. Bye.